is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Why, Jacoby Brissett? Why? Why can't you just stop handing off for five seconds and throw a stick and pass it? T.Y. Hilton, catch the ball. What are you doing? Catch the ball. Welcome to the show. Jamie, I'm... I guess this is what they call tilting right now, or <laughs> just throwing a fit. I don't know. Uh, for you, it's probably more like throwing a fit. Good morning. Last night it was it was a bit of a fit. Yeah, but you know what? I I'm okay with it because this is the this is the passion, the excitement, the frustration, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat that fantasy owners are going through right now here in Week 12. We're going to talk about the game Houston and Indianapolis, and we're going to talk about. Uh, Jameis Winston and whether or not you can start him at Atlanta. Saquon Barkley, can you start him against the Chicago Bears? Uh, DJ Moore at New Orleans. Tough matchups this week. We'll see what's going on. Uh, how you doing? Did you really just say Saquon Barkley against the Bears? Well, he's been pretty horrible. He's rushed 13 times for one yard last time out. I think it's at least worth asking. You sit, no? You're sitting him? I'm not sitting him. No, well, I'm trading okay. him. You know that. You know I trade Saquon Barkley. That's what I do. Okay. Uh, I guess Jamie's doing well, so let's get into the game. Oh, by the way, no Dave today. You know, no Dave. Uh, we'll get him back on hope, maybe HQ this afternoon, but certainly on Sunday night. Houston 20, Indianapolis 17. Okay, well, uh, that's kind of a fantasy dud, except Hopkins and, well, no, Hopkins, Fuller, and Jonathan Williams. Williams was started in 31% of leagues, but I guess the game... Sean Watson had a bad game? 22 fantasy points. He's not going to be top five. Fine. He's fine. Yeah, he was fine, but he's not going to be top five. So uh, it didn't exactly go as we expected with Jonathan Williams getting 26 carries. Well, we got the report right before the game, about an hour or two before the game, that it was going to be Jonathan Williams. And and look, it's hard to, it's hard to, you know, look. I'll I'll say we we'll take the L. You know, I I mean, because we probably thought it was going to be Jordan. I thought it was going to be Jordan Wilkins. You know, just looking at how they were sort of approaching it. it, uh, it these things happen. It's it 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 stinks, you know, for the people that picked up Jonathan Williams and you were stuck to start forced to start him because of some uh, tough situations. It, it worked out great. Um, you know, if anybody started Jordan Wilkins based on his start percentage, it didn't seem to be the case. And uh, and Nahi Mines was you know serviceable. Uh, he didn't he didn't kill you. But um, it seems as if Jonathan Williams is the guy until Marlon Mack comes back, and we'll you know find out they have ten days until their next game. It's a big divisional game for them next week, and so they probably feel like they can give Marlon Mack some time to rest if if his hand is not ready to go. Jonathan Williams looks like he has a chance to be a, a starter until uh, until Mack is back. Yeah. Did so? Did you mention what Joe Buck said about the timetable? Or no, I didn't. He said the speculation is that Marlon Mack could be at a month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was either going to be he's going to try and rush back, or you know, if, if the hand doesn't heal, he's you know it was going to be multiple weeks. So, yeah. Jonathan Williams should be. Uh, you know, we'll see how the Titans' run defense comes out of this week against Leonard Fournette, and you'll probably start Jonathan Williams in Week 13 against the Titans. Yeah, 60 percent owned. Jordan Wilkins only seventeen percent owned. But even if you saw the report, and I did see the report, Jonathan Williams was going to start. I still figured they'd get Wilkins in there, which to me means maybe he just wasn't healthy. At all, and maybe he played he gets, on special teams. Maybe he, he was definitely out there for that. Yeah, he was out there for special teams. Um, you know, and and the report after the game was he was just going to be in, in, used in an emergency situation. Right. So, you know, I it's hard to say that they're going to you know change their game plan. Um, 
you know, we, we've seen basically all season long, it's been a running downs guy for the most part, which has been Marlon Mack, a passing downs guy in Naheem Mines, and then a third guy getting a couple touches in Jordan Wilkins. And so my guess is Jordan Wilkins will still be that third guy, and Jonathan Williams just takes over for Mack. All right, let's talk about the rest of the game here. Did you uh, start Will Fuller in any of your leagues? I did, four of them. Wow. Um, you know, a lot of it is uh, uh, was not because I've had the expectation of him doing that. <laughs> I mean, that would have been great. Uh, I thought he'd be a, a good number three receiver. I had him ranked in my top 30 uh, once we found out he was playing. And so, um, you know, it was it was great to see. You know, it was a little uh, nerve-wracking after uh, his last big catch where he, you know, pointed to his hamstring and you know it seemed as if okay maybe he pulled something after he got tackled but thankfully he finished the game again has extra time to get ready i don't know how many people are going to trust him next week against the patriots but you know the fact that he's out there you see what it does for this offense what it does for deshaun watson and you know open some things up for deandre hopkins as well so it's great to have him back on the field and if you've been holding out hope for uh, a kenny stills or kiki qt stretch of games to help out uh obviously that's not going to happen so you can cut those guys it's interesting, though, about Hopkins because he had had five straight games with double-digit targets going into this game, and he only had he only had nine <laughs> in this one. But it was a lower target number, probably a lower target share as Watson threw 30 it's, passes. It, that's going to happen with uh, Fuller. It's too bad Heath's not here because we probably could find a fun stat of Hopkins' games under 10 targets where he, or exactly nine targets where he's been good. <laughs> yeah. You know, Heath hates those where the uh, yeah. one target difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was good. Yeah. I mean, you, sure. you know, you're, you're starting, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins. Doesn't matter what Will right. Fuller, no Will Fuller. I, I know what you're saying, but, you know, he's, he should be, he should be awesome. It'll be fun next week to see how, how the Patriots, you know, try and take him out of the game. So Jacoby Brissett was just a huge, huge letdown. He was started in 38% of leagues. He's 76% owned, and I just thought they'd throw the ball more. But this is now three straight games with Brissett, not including when he got hurt uh, against Pittsburgh. 24 or 25 pass attempts. Do you have his game log there in front of you? Yeah, I do. Uh, I believe uh, we talked about this on HQ last night after the game. This was uh, he, he hasn't been over 200 passing yards since September. One time since September. Was it Texas game? Uh, actually, he had 202 against Denver. I don't know what month that was in, but it's three straight games with with 202 or fewer yards and 25 or fewer pass attempts. Is he playing poorly? No, he's just not throwing the ball. And he didn't have Ty Hilton for some of that. But I just, you know, I'm surprised that they were able to run the ball. It's not like they ran all over them, but as often as they did and somewhat effectively, and they killed time of possession. It was a bad game script for Jacoby Brissett, and I just I kind of thought he'd have to throw more. Um, well, uh, I, I think the fact that their defense played as well as it did, you know, in, in keeping the Texans' score down. You know, I mean, they had the big plays for Hopkins yeah. for the touchdowns, but for the most part, you know, the game was was clearly low scoring. Once the twenty seventeen uh, outcome, I think for Brissett, you also have to factor in, you know, Ty Hilton had some bad drops, he did. and you know that's that's not on him. You know, who knows how the game goes? Some drives get extended. Um, and maybe he finds the end zone one more time, but he's just not going to be a trustworthy fantasy quarterback rest of the way. I thought that he'd have an opportunity to take advantage of this Texans secondary. They played better, uh, again, in, against a receiving core that let the quarterback down and is just not very explosive right now. So, um, you know, you're, you you kind of know that you can drop Brissett. You can drop Zach Pascal, who had no catches. You can, you know, consider Eric Ebron, what he is, which is going to be a boomer bust tight end. And, you know, I think you buy back into T.Y. Hilton next week for sure. 
Do you though? Because the rest. because yeah. T.Y. Hilton had been averaging like six catches for fifty yards. Going, I'm into, not saying he's a top yards. ten guy. He's not a top ten guy, but you're five you know, for sixty. You know, I, I, I mean, look, uh, we'll see how the weekend goes. Um, can you make an argument if Jamison Crowder has another big game that he's better than T.Y. Hilton? Yes. Devontae Parker, same thing. Yes. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, yes. You know, guys that have been playing well, putting up good numbers. Um, yeah, I'm going to start him. The, I, I'm just kind of, yeah, the, I get No, it. I, I know what you're saying. I mean, it's, it's not uh, it's not the, oh, I got T.Y. Hilton. I'm just going to play him every week. Um, you, you probably have some decisions you could make, but I think just in the general consensus of what T.Y. Hilton is, you're probably starting him. The Colts are a good defensive team. That is obvious. They've been really good since the bye, and they want to run the football. That is also painfully obvious. That's going to hurt the passing game. Uh, last thing, I'm going to give you a homework assignment here. You are going to have to, because I, I looked into it yesterday, and when the when the Texans have had Jonathan Joseph, I think they've been significantly better just against wide receivers and quarterbacks and whatnot. And Tayshawn Gibson as well. So they got healthy a couple of weeks ago, and they've played three weeks ago, three games ago. They've played pretty well against the Jaguars and the Colts and horribly against the Ravens, but, you know, that's the Ravens. So um, look into that for us, Jamie. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, hey, if you have other questions for Jamie, other homework assignments for Jamie, feel free to ask us on Twitter this weekend with the hashtag AskFFT. Let's uh, get that going Saturday and Sunday. Jamie and I are on there Saturday. Um, and then everybody's on there Sunday. Ask FFT is the hashtag. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Make sure you're watching FFT on HQ. Uh, we got DFS episode today on CBS Sports HQ. Download the HQ app on your connected device. And, ooh, got a good deal for you that you're probably going to hear about a little bit later in the show. Omaha Steaks, we got a new uh, a new deal with them. And you can get a great package of meat. Omaha Steaks, go to omahasteaks.com and you have to type in FFT in the search bar. It's not like a promo code or something. You type FFT in the search bar at omahasteaks.com. Yeah, get, get hungry and get Omaha Steaks and type in FFT in the search bar. All right, here are some stats to know for the NFC home games. We did one of the NFC home games yesterday. It was the Ravens-Rams. The rest uh, today, six games. So I found this stat right after I dropped Jameis Winston for Jacoby Brissett. And I sort of hate. You dropped him. I dropped Winston for Brissett, yeah, uh, and started Brissett. So six point, and I did that because two of the three rankers had Brissett ahead of Winston. So that's kind of what I do when I have a question. I, I use the two out of three rule. But Winston, <laughs> he he okay. could just. I could see him having such a big game. Look at this history against the Falcons. Oh, it's amazing. Six point per passing touchdown leagues. He has scored 20 or more fantasy points in every game. He has scored 30 or more fantasy points in three straight and four out of five. And just this season alone, you're talking about 300 plus yards in seven of his last eight games and 41 or more passes in six of his last seven games. We know the deal. He just can't turn it over. So it's not a slam dunk because the Falcons have been playing well last two games, Jamie. But when you look at volume and passing yards and history... The makings are there for a big game. I think he's a really good DFS play, Winston. He is, uh, and I would have started Brissett over Winston. I, I was one of the two of the three that have him ranked over Jameis because of the Falcons' defense, but I don't know if I would have dropped Jameis for Brissett. Well, I it guess was, maybe it, you're stuck. It, yeah. yeah, it was a win-now situation. I, ha- I did um, it this week, and, you know. I, I think, look, Winston's got a shot. It's just a matter of, you know, does the Falcons' defense show up? Because clearly the Falcons' defense, for the majority of those times that Winston's been playing against them 
either A, has been beat up or not good, or B, they just give up garbage time production to Jameis. Now, we haven't seen that the last couple of games from the Falcons because they did a great job in keeping Drew Brees out of the end zone. He still went for 300 yards, and they turned over Kyle Allen with the four interceptions last week. And so is it a matter of, you know, that this is always a fun conversation, X's and O's versus Jimmy's and Joe's. And so, uh, yes, they've gotten a little bit healthier. Dufont coming back last week. Um, certainly helped that secondary, but their play calling has been better. Their defense has been better. Um, you know, turning the, the, the pass rush over has from, been a lot better from, too. Uh, yeah. Uh, so will they get to James? is going to get his yards. That that goes without saying because they can't run the ball right. with any level of success or consistency, and they're probably going to be chasing points. So James, unless he gets pulled, uh, which you have to start to factor in at this point with all the turnovers, that Bruce Arians at some point is going to be like, dude, you're done. Go sit down. Yeah, that's, um, that's a, that could happen. Probably. Won't, and he's got the and he's 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 supposed to be fine, but he was limping around at the end of the game last week with an ankle injury. So if he's four quarters out there, I mean, 300, 320, that's on the table. Multiple touchdowns on the table. Multiple interceptions, unfortunately, on <laughs> on the table. And so it's just a matter of uh, which part of the Jameis roller coaster do you get? And so I, I think you're probably looking at, you know, 20 fantasy points. And, you know, that's kind of where I, I, I just always feel like Jameis Winston's going to live with his fantasy production. That's basically where he's been. That's why I went with Brissett over him because he just throws so many interceptions. But you've got him 10th. Uh, Heath has him 8th. Dave has Winston 14th. So he's a good start this week if you need him. Uh, other stats. Let's look at Jordan Howard. He's had 19 and 23 carries in his last two games. We're hoping he plays. He's been limited in practice. The Seahawks run defense is really not that bad on a per carry basis, but they give up a lot of fantasy points because they give up touchdowns. And there have been four running backs with 15 or more carries against the Seahawks. All four of them have scored a touchdown. Do you like Jordan Howard this week? Yeah, I mean, if he plays, he'll be in that, uh, in, you know, low-end starting range. Um, like, I, I have Miles Sanders ranked ahead of all the running backs in last night's game. So just That's probably where Jordan Howard will slot in. So I would have started him ahead of Hyde. I would have started him ahead of, you know, Williams and the Colts guys, just not knowing what that situation was. So, you know, somewhere between 20 and, and 28, 29, you know, in that range. Um, you know, so it just kind of comes down to what your roster looks like. I still think Miles Sanders will clearly have a role. Uh, he'll be the pass catcher. You know, he, he's done a nice job doing that, you know, throughout last week's game where he, you know, kind of got away from, you know, the three catches that he'd been getting each of the last five games. But, um, you know, if they commit to Howard completely, I just wonder what Jay Ajayi's role yeah, will right. be. I mean, will he have four to five touches? You know, will they work him in a little bit more? And that factors in if Howard doesn't play also. So it, it could be a little bit of a messy situation for the Eagles backfield. All right. We, uh, we don't need to get in too deep into this one, but Alvin Kamara has only two touchdowns this season. He scored 13 and 18 touchdowns in his first two seasons. Well, He's here going come, for four. All right. Yeah. Here come the, the Carolina Panthers. They've given up at least one rushing touchdown in six straight games to running back. So, you know, with, with Kamara, with Fournette, you might get something like you saw with John Brown last week, a little bit of touchdown regression where those guys, Kamara and Fournette, have three touchdowns combined this season. Uh, Jeff Driscoll has scored the second most fantasy points of any quarterback against the Bears this season and the most fantasy points against of any quarterback against the Cowboys this season. So how about that? And he gets the Redskins, and they uh, are not very good. So as long as he, you know has a decent pass volume. He might be a streamer this week, Jeff Driscoll. Not just the pass volume. He's rushed for 88 yards the last two games. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite stats for this week. His 88 yards rushing in the last two games 
is two more than Kalen Balaj has in his last five games <laughs> combined. <laughs> so uh, Driscoll's, you know, doing a nice job with his fantasy production. And like you said, Washington, not very good. I know their numbers against quarterbacks is a little bit skewed because they don't give up a lot of big games. Sam Darnold had one last week with the 33 points. But uh, Driscoll's one of my favorite DFS plays. He's going to be popular because I think a lot of people look at his price and what the outcome could be. But sometimes you just have to take the chalk when it's available to you. And so given what he's doing with his legs, given what his receiving core looks like, and we've seen, you know, it was Kenny Galladay with the one touchdown against the Bears in garbage time. It was Marvin Jones with the multiple touchdowns last week. He has good players around him. And so I, I think, you know, given the uh, the opponent and how he's performing, he's got a good opportunity. Like I'm starting just Jeff Driscoll, just to give you some context, I'm starting Jeff Driscoll in one league over Aaron Rodgers. I think he's got a higher ceiling this week than Rodgers does against the 49ers. Wow. I'm looking forward to breaking down that 49ers-Packers game. I think the thing with the quarterbacks against the Redskins is that when they've thrown the ball, they've been good. But when Bill Callahan took over, they ran the ball so much that they they really limited the pass attempts of the quarterbacks. We talked about that going into the Jets game last week, but the Jets had this great run defense— so were the were the Redskins really going to be able to do that? Darnold only threw 30 times. He threw three touchdowns. That's kind of all you need. Uh, but Driscoll will have that rushing ability too. Final stat here, same game. The Redskins allowed the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. Only 4.1 yards per carry to running backs. But they've given up a, a rushing touchdown in six of their last seven games. However, most of the running backs that do well against the Redskins get 16 or more carries because they, they don't have that bad of a run defense, and Deron Payne is apparently going to play, and he's a very good player for them. Uh, he won't be 100%. But, you know, Bo Scarborough, let me throw out some names. Bo Scarborough or, um, oh, uh, Jordan Howard if he plays. I would probably go Scarborough. Both guys are not going to be involved in the passing game, so I okay. would Scarborough. How about uh, Bo Scarborough or Golden Tate? Non-PPR, I'd go Scarborough. PPR, I'd go Tate. Bo Scarborough or Amari Cooper at the Pats? Same thing. Scarborough, non-PPR, Cooper, PPR. The thing you know with Scarborough is he's not going to catch the ball. You know, so, yes, exactly. uh, you know, one catch, two catches, maybe tops, but he's not going to be... He's he's Carlos Hyde. He's Derrick Henry. He's those type of guys, you know, so just understand what you're getting. If he doesn't score, you're probably looking at, like, what, what Hyde gave you last night as probably the ceiling, 65, 75 yards if things go well. Um, you know, last week they committed to one guy, 14 carries. It's the most carries a running back has had for the Lions since week four. Um, and you got lucky that he scored the touchdown. So hopefully that's the case again this week. Yeah, he might not be a bad play on FanDuel, everybody. And you can play against us on FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. Two URLs to remember. That one is FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. Come on. Get in the contest. Only $5. And I can get you five free dollars every week for four weeks if you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Just take the word league out of there. FanDuel.com slash FFT. That's where you can get our offer. You put in 20 bucks and you get 20 bucks back in site credit. $5 per week for four weeks at FanDuel.com slash FFT. Bo Scarborough, not a bad option. I thought about putting him in my lineup. Right now I have a brown stack going uh, without Baker Mayfield, but with their DST. Uh, I, I like Odell Beckham. I like Jarvis Landry. I like their DST quite a bit, and I think Nick Chubb is going to have a big game. I think they're going to score a lot of points against the Miami Dolphins. So they're really not that pricey, especially Beckham and Landry, for how good they for how good they can be. And those are the opportunities that you want to take advantage of on FanDuel. But please don't use that stack because, you know, I kind of want to win the money in the contest. FanDuel.com slash league slash FFT. So sign up right now and put in $20 and get 
$5 back in site credit every week for four weeks at FanDuel.com slash FFT or download the FanDuel app. News and notes for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, George Kittle expects to play. That's good. But we don't know about Emmanuel Sanders or Debo Samuel. Sounds like they're trending in the right direction. All it right, sounds like all the 49ers are, are, are going to be out there. Kittle would be great, clearly, um, to get him out there against the Packers. They've been bad against tight ends for most of the season. So, look, you're starting him if he plays. Uh, it would help Garoppolo in a big, big way. Um, same thing with Sanders and, uh, and, and with Debo as well. The last time we saw all these guys healthy, it was against the Cardinals on that Thursday night game, and Garoppolo went for 36 fantasy points. He threw four touchdowns. Sanders scored. Kittle scored. Um, you know, it could be a real, real big game for Garoppolo. I may have to change my rankings of him if he has everybody healthy. Yeah, but what do you do with Debo Samuel? Because we, we don't know what Debo can do with Sanders and Kittle on the field. He's downgraded. You know, he's, he's a number three receiver. And so, uh, you know, you got to look at, it, I think, sort of two ways. One, you know, if, if everybody's fully healthy, you know, he probably gets a max of about seven targets. That's what he had in that Cardinals game. Um, if uh, if we have the situation like we saw last week where Sanders started, couldn't make it through the game because of the rib injury, and then you're looking at Debo getting probably a ton of work. But it's a good secondary for the Packers. Their corners uh, are, are, are fairly good most weeks, you know, with King and Alexander and how those guys tend to operate. So, um, you know, number three receiver at best. I, I'm going to tell you when we preview that game why it's such a – a strange matchup of what the offense does versus what the defense does. 49ers offense versus Packers defense. Matt Breida, though, is less likely to play, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we we were hearing, you know, multiple week injury, two weeks, um, you know, but he is uh, Deadpool, you know, so yeah. the one week off could have helped him, you know, regenerate and be ready to go. Uh, Brandon Cook's expected to play. Robert Woods, not certain about his status right now. Well, he, he came back to practice. He did. You know, so... They still haven't committed to him playing, but how would you go yeah. about the wide receivers real quick against Baltimore? I mean, we'll, we'll find out Saturday, you know, with the game being Monday night, you know, so I think we'll get a clear cut idea of uh, how those guys are going to be out there. So Cooks is number three receiver. I think Woods is the same thing. It's just, you know, it's a, t it's a tough matchup. You know, the Ravens defense has just been fantastic. They're going to make golf uncomfortable. Golf is such a rhythm quarterback that if he's not getting time to just, you know, sort of step back and, 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 and hit his reads, uh, he's, he's not, Typically successfully plays much better in rhythm. So uh, I, I would be very nervous about all the Rams receivers. Okay. So including Cooper Cup. Yeah. Tyler Lockett limited in practice. Do you think he plays at Philadelphia? You know, it, uh, two things. One, we'll find out what his practice status is on Friday. That's going to be key. Uh, the other thing is it's a, it's a rare one o'clock start for the Seahawks. So, you know, you'll know what his status is without having to sweat out a four o'clock, you know, active and active. So uh, my guess is he's going to play. Excuse me. I guess he's going to play. Um, but uh, if not, then, you know, Josh Gordon gets a bump and, and DK Metcalf is clearly a must start anyway. Would be even better. All right. I'm also going to tell you why the Eagles defense or basically statistically how they've been a lot better their last four games against the pass. Uh, Muhammad Sanu could miss several weeks with an ankle injury. Philip Dorsett has a chance to play. Which Patriots wide receivers, if any, other than Edelman, obviously, are you looking at in this game against Dallas? I mean, you'd look at Dorsett if uh, if. There's no Mohamed Sanu just as the chance to score a touchdown like we saw last week. I don't know if he'll have a huge stat line, but, you know, I think you got to take a look at Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers. You know, um, they brought up a great point. You know, Myers has been the one playing with 
Tom Brady this entire season. Uh, but Harry, I'm sure, is the one they want to get going and feature a little bit more. So I would probably give a slight nod to Harry over Myers if, in fact, both guys are out. If uh, if Dorsett is in, then it's a, clearly a gamble, which the other two guys would be the one you want to lean toward. But I still would look at Harry with the uh, with the chance of them trying to get him going in a home game. Would you start Dorsett over— They haven't been home since since week eight, I believe. Who, the Patriots? Yeah, they had two road games and a bye since week eight. Uh, who was, weren't they home last week? They had Baltimore by, and then they were they, at Philadelphia last week. They were at Philadelphia? Oh, they were at Philadelphia. Right. Uh, how, Philip Dorsett or Brandon Cooks, if, if Dorsett plays and Sanu doesn't? That's a good one. Uh, I'd probably go Dorsett. All right, New England has reportedly kicked the tires on Antonio Brown. Real quick, should we stash Antonio Brown? If you have an open roster spot in a deeper league, it's not a bad idea, you know, just to see what happens. You know, I, I think you, you sort of start to see the tea leaves. Okay, he meets with the NFL after the meeting. He apologizes to Robert Kraft publicly. Tom Brady's always wanted to keep him on the roster. Now he's countersuing the uh, the woman who's suing him for the civil suit in terms of the sexual allegations, um, saying that she ruined his career. You know, so who knows how that'll all unfold. Um but, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be surprising if the Patriots brought him back, just given what their need is. And um, if everything sort of, you know, gets settled with his uh, with his situation. So it's not a slam dunk that he plays, obviously. But um, if you have a roster spot that you're playing with, you know, you might want to consider it. All right. Leighton Vanderesh is expected to miss this week's game with a neck issue. Pick up Sean Lee in IDP leagues. He's been really good when Vanderesh has been out. Adrian Peterson missed practice, but Bill Callahan expects him to play. We'll talk about that game. Darius Geis is going to be interesting. He's very inexpensive on FanDuel, by the way, Darius Geis. Nelson Aguilar hopes to practice today, but if Alshon Jeffrey plays, you don't want Nelson Aguilar. Jordan Howard practiced. Devontae Freeman missed practice, so probably not expecting him at the moment. But we'll update you on HQ, and we'll update you on the mailbag show. Deontay Johnson practiced in full, and Sterling Shepard practiced in full, but I don't believe either of them has actually cleared the concussion protocol. So it's not a certainty that they're going to play. Deontay Johnson and Sterling Shepard. Let's beat the waiver wire. We got some decent options for next week. If anybody like me dropped Jared Goff, you could go back to him. He's 84% owned. Um, but then there's Nick Foles at Tampa Bay. There's Sam Darnold at Cincinnati. There's Kyle Allen against Washington, LOL. But, he, you know, he could be good at times. There's Daniel Jones against Green Bay. That's not great, but you do want Daniel Jones after the Green Bay game. Um, but Darnold and Cincinnati, you? well, I think so. You know, he's I'm had, kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, he's had three games with like more than 30 points or 35 points and his schedule gets great. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Darnold, that's although one of those games is Philadelphia might not be that great. Darnold to Cincinnati, Nick Foles to Tampa Bay. I think those are the, the two that I'd really recommend. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a situation where uh, I have to, I'm going to probably have to make a tough call. I'm playing Derek Carr this week. I have Carson Wentz on the bench. Wentz gets Miami next week. And so, um, uh, I have a roster spot that uh, I'm I'm playing with as well that I may carry three quarterbacks and pick up Foles just to uh, in case Wentz doesn't get his guys back It'll be, it, against Miami. Even so, I, I probably would prefer Foles against Tampa Bay, just knowing how that secondary has been. All right, running backs always harder to find, but Bo Scarborough is still only 64% owned, and he gets the Bears next week. Benny Snell, Benny Snell, um, Daryl Williams is 12% owned. Okay, yeah, Benny Snell's a good one. I will say this, though. If if you want to, just to see, uh, this is nothing but uh, speculation, but Patrick Laird or Miles Gaskin. Caleb yeah. Blas is just so terrible. you know. So maybe one of those guys gets an opportunity. The Jets are at the Bengals. The Browns are at Pittsburgh. The Eagles are at Miami. They're only 44% owned. Denver gets the Chargers. 
So Panthers. Denver gets the Panthers? No, Panthers get the Redskins. Oh, Panthers get the Redskins. Okay, yeah. Yep. And um, so the Jets, the the Eagles, the Panthers, they'll be popular pickups. What's Ryan Griffin's ownership? Oh, I don't know. But that's a good one. Ryan Griffin at the Bengals. I like that. Gerald Everett at the Cardinals. Kyle Rudolph at the Seahawks. Those are all good matchups. And Rudolph uh, has been great every time Adam Thielen's been off the field. So if Thielen can't come back, then he's uh, he's definitely in the starting conversation. And Sterling Shepard's 51% owned. It's not a bad idea to stash him. See if he comes back. He gets Green Bay next week. Start, sit, or flex at best. Uh, I thought I was going to have a 60 seconds ranking debate with myself. <laughs> You want me to find one and I'll debate with you? <laughs> no. Do that okay. throughout the show. Uh, Brian Hill against Tampa Bay. Start, sit, or flex at best? I think flex at best. Uh, last week was clearly disappointing in a great matchup against Carolina. This is a tougher matchup against Tampa Bay. We know their run defense has been good. Uh, the thing that was a little troubling was the lack of work in the passing game. You know, I thought that that would be something that they lean on a little bit more. Maybe that's just something we've seen from Devontae Freeman when they've been chasing points, which has clearly been the case most of the season. I don't think they'll be chasing points this week. So if he doesn't score, I think you're looking at probably a minimal stat line. Now, he did have a touchdown call back. Kadri Allison scored last week. But Brian Hill just has not been impressive, uh, even in the, the two games with, with Freeman getting hurt and then starting last week. So I wonder if they have a lead or maybe they're just trying to do some different things, looking at 2020, if they give Allison some extra run. Uh, but Brian Hill gave us the bad karma. He tweeted that he didn't care about fantasy managers, fantasy owners. Don't like to see that. Things like that come back to haunt you, buddy. <laughs> okay, and he's facing now a team that gives up the second fewest points to running backs and the sixth fewest receiving yards per game to running backs in Tampa Bay. Same game, Ronald Jones, start, sit, or flex at best? Think same thing, flex at best. You know, you got to buy into what this uh, Falcons defense has done. It's weird because their defense has played phenomenal the last two weeks. Now, they gave up, I think it was 84 total yards to Alvin Kamara two games ago, but 191 total yards to Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Ronald Jones, they're <laughs> kind of similar. Brian Hill or Ronald Jones, who would you go with? <laughs> I would go with Brian Hill over Ronald Jones. Just I think there's a, a better chance of him playing with the lead and, and probably falling into the end zone. Cameron Brait, start, sit, or flex at best? Uh, I'd sit him just from the standpoint of what the bleep are the Bucks going to do with their tight ends this week? You know, it's everybody's favorite game. What are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah, doing at tight end? Love that, um, two games prior to that, he had no targets and no catches and barely played. Right. So was it just O.J. Howard with the uh, around the back, uh, look like he's playing basketball, hand the ball to the other team interception that he, um, he gave up last week? Or is it, uh, you know, he's only good against Arizona and, and maybe they go back to him this week? So it's just, it's too much of a crapshoot for me. I would be hands off unless you're stuck. There, there are just some better streaming tight ends that you can look for on the waiver wire. Like if you see Dallas Goddard and Cameron Bray, please pick up Dallas Goddard. How about uh, DJ Moore at New Orleans? Start, sit, or flex at best? Real quick, Jamie, I want to get to the games in a few start. minutes here. All right, start, start DJ Moore. Curtis Samuel. Flex at best. How about Greg Olson? Uh, start. Daniel, jo with the pulse. Daniel Jones is a sit, right? Yes. All right, this one's tough. Golden Tate, because, you know, if Shepard plays, do you start Golden Tate? Uh, flex at best. You know, better in PPR than non-PPR. Saquon Barkley, start. <laughs> <laughs> sit a running back has scored 14 or more in non PPR in five of seven games since Hicks was hurt uh, that's Saquon Barkley at the Bears Allen Robinson against Giants must start you know I, I think uh, it's just it's a great matchup and I think they'll go back to him with the targets last week was just Ramsey uh, yeah absolutely David Montgomery against the Giants 
I think it's a start. You know, this is a game where uh, Chicago should be playing with a lead or at least uh, not getting, you know, run out of their building. I don't think that'll be the case from the Giants. So he's no. been 14 or more carries <laughs> in in uh, uh, at least three straight games. And so if he's getting 14 carries in, in games where they're losing, I think the fact that his ankle should be fine, um, you know, I would anticipate closer to 18 to 20 carries and I think he'll do well against the Giants. Last one, Tariq Cohen against the Giants. Flex at best is probably the safest thing across the board, but I would consider him a borderline starter in PPR. I like the fact that they gave him 14 total touches last week. And so I wonder if, and this obviously ties into Montgomery, if they're trying to get him going a little bit more. Um, he was their best player last week offensively against uh, against the Rams. And so he scored in two straight games. So hopefully that's something they can build on. The Giants aren't very, they don't give up a lot of passing uh, yardage and passes to uh, receptions to running backs. But they have given up a few big ones, uh, a six-catch game to somebody along the way, nine catches to another player. Um, I was looking at their game log last night. I don't yeah. remember who they were. I'm sorry. So um, they, they do give up some big games to running backs when they get thrown on. Like, honestly, the, there was a point where the Giants weren't good, weren't bad against tight ends, and then Jason Witten and, and Blake Jarwin tore them up. I just think they, they're bad against any anyone you right. want to be good against the Giants will be good against the Giants if you're an offense. Well, Tariq Cohen or David Montgomery in PPR? Um, I think I have them back to back uh, with Montgomery one spot ahead. All right. Well, now's the toughest part of the show, Jamie. I don't know what I'm gonna do here. Bonanza time. I know what you're gonna do. You do? Talking fucks. Yeah, it's, that's the one I was looking at. What else? What else? Oh, I got it. I got it. Falcons Bucks. There you go. I mean, it's the highest over under on the on the table by far. If you could make Matt Ryan your start of the week, I could make Falcons Bucks my bonanza. All right, so quarterbacks are going to be good. Gosh, the wide receivers are going to be good. Calvin Ridley's going to have a a big game, not a big one, but a big <laughs> game. <laughs> Hope you all heard that on yesterday's show. Make sure you listen to the uh. Titans preview. Uh, all right, here we go. Seattle and Philadelphia. One of the running backs is going to have to do something in that bonanza. Seattle and Philadelphia. So Philadelphia's pass defense, we had been talking about it every week as a great matchup, great matchup. With their last four games, they've held Dak Prescott to 22 points, six point per passing touchdown leagues, Josh Allen to 20, Trubisky to six, Brady to eight fantasy points. Prescott and Allen scored 22 and 20 fantasy points. They had nine and four fantasy points via rushing totals, respectively. Of course, Russell Wilson can do that. You look at wide receivers in the last four games against the Eagles. Amari Cooper had 100 yards, but he's the only wide receiver with more than 69 yards. Beasley and Dorsett are the only ones to catch touchdowns. They did great against John Brown, great against Michael Gallup, great against Allen Robinson, great against Julian Edelman. So you've got, everybody's got Russell Wilson top three this week. Lockett's a must start. I'm sure you like DK Metcalf, at least as a number two. Do you think you have twenty? You had actually the low guy on DK Metcalf, by the way. Um, yeah, what do you think? Do you, are they going to have a big game against these Eagles? I think they'll be good. You know, um, it, it's also a byproduct of who's missing with injuries and, and the bye weeks, why they're ranked in certain spots. But um, it, it, it's hard to get away from those guys. You know, I mean, you, you've seen the targets go up for DK Metcalf lately. Obviously, Tyler Lockett's always in play to be uh, a huge contributor. Hopefully, he's healthy. Um, Russell Wilson in, in a lot of cases is matchup proof. Um, and so I, I think you kind of look at it as like, I throw out the Patriots game because that offense is just not in sync right now. Um, 
the the Bills offense is kind of one of those scenarios of you, you never know what you're going to get from Josh Allen. They're the Forrest Gump of fantasy. And, uh, you know, Dak, it was in Philadelphia, right? Dak, no. It was that Sunday that was night home? game in, in uh, I don't in remember. Dallas. Oh. I think it was that Sunday night game in Dallas. But I'll double check. Oh, but that was also a rare situation for them. It wasn't Dallas. It's a rare situation for them because it was the first 100-yard game they'd given up on the ground in, in like forever. And it was one of Zeke's best games. All right, so you're not so, buying it. You're not buying it. I think they've improved. They, 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 they've definitely gotten healthy, and so they're they're better. It's it's more, I think, of, you know, uh, can you really get away from Russell Wilson who's having an MVP? It's the same thing like Lamar Jackson. Like, you know, we, we went into that game against the Patriots. How As great as the Patriots have been playing defensively, and we were all very confident across the board. You're starting Lamar Jackson. Don't even think about it. It's the same yeah. thing with Russell Wilson. He's having such a good year. He's so fantastic. Um, and this defense does not scare me enough, despite what they've done the last four weeks. Like if you tell me it's the same thing with Deshaun Watson, you tell me that I'm getting 22 points. I'm starting like going in, like that's the floor. I'm taking it. And uh, Wilson has scored 19 or fewer points in three of his last four games. But I understand you just can't sit him. And he uh, he's going to the East Coast. Is that a problem? Well, he had 30 points at Pittsburgh. He had 32 fantasy points at Cleveland. I know that's not the East Coast. It's still a pretty big trip. He did only have 19 fantasy points at Atlanta, but just 20 pass attempts. Uh, Chris Carson. huge game for Philly. You know, for the one thing, if you're just looking at it from the, the Seahawks standpoint, this is Philly back to the wall. You know, uh, we've seen it now a few times, and I think that's kind of where their defense has stepped up on occasion is uh, – you know, if Dallas somehow manages to win against the Patriots, they'll they'll know they won't know by the time they play. But you know, they're they're looking up at the standings, and if they don't win the division, they're not making the playoffs in the NFC. They have a very easy schedule going forward, though. The Eagles, uh, Chris Carson, is he a no doubt about it? Must start even in a tough matchup. Yep. Okay, it's the same thing like Russell Wilson. You know, he, I I look at Chris Carson and Mark Ingram very similar. Like the, they Carson's obviously had a little bit more consistent season, but they're just in offenses that lean on the run more so than than the pass um they're getting so much work Carson again more so than Ingram maybe it's a bad comparison but I I think Carson's just one of those guys like you just said it and forget it he's you know he's going to get the touches and always has a chance to score uh okay then so everybody's going to start Lockett if he plays he's Tyler Lockett DK Metcalf so Dave and Heath have him higher than you 15th top 15 in non-PPR 20th 17th in PPR you're more like 25 with DK Metcalf. It's not a huge difference. No, I have, I moved him up. I, I don't know what oh, you're okay, looking at. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'll refresh the rankings page. You know, I do a lot of these notes the night before or earlier in the mm-hmm. day before things change. All right. You've yeah. got DK Metcalf 20th. All right. Great. So we'll start DK Metcalf. Um, and, I actually uh, just dropped him in a 10-team league last night because somebody in a, in a they were stuck. They dropped Keenan Allen because whoa. they needed to make some moves. So That's I probably funny. just would have made a trade. I would have made a trade just to, you know, take... Like I don't, I don't need to play DK Metcalf, so I'd rather just take the shot on, on Keenan Allen sure. and see what the stretch run is for him. And I put in a claim for DK Metcalf in a ten-team league. I'm not sure if I got him. I hope I did, but yeah, he's he's been more involved. He's been really good. No interest in Josh Gordon, I assume. Not if Tyler Lockett plays. I would not be surprised if he has, uh, you know, uh, as we've seen throughout the year, uh, a David Moore touchdown, a Jerron Brown touchdown. You know, he could clearly find the end zone. And it would be great if they get him going just for Russell Wilson's standpoint. But I do think that if he starts to get more work, it's going to take away from Lockett and, and DK Metcalf. So that could be some concern moving forward. So would you start DK Metcalf or Jordan Howard if Howard plays? Metcalf. Okay. Starter said Carson Wentz. Oh, oh, sorry. 
Jacob Hollister, forgot about him. Starters at Jacob Hollister. Yeah, he's in that, you know, streaming conversation. Uh, he's uh, just a uh, top 10 guy for me. I've moved him behind. I know we talked about this on Tuesday, but I moved him behind guys like Vance McDonald and uh, uh, Dallas Goddard. You know, just, you know, some of the waiver wire options that you could have been looking at just because I think those guys are in a little better situations matchup wise. But Hollister, look, he's uh, he, he's proven to be a reliable option for Russell Wilson the last two games. Uh, 39 PPR points is hard to overlook. So I know the Eagles statistically have been good against tight ends, but uh, I would still be comfortable starting Jacob Hollister this week. Yeah, the 49ers have been arguably the best team against tight ends statistically, but Hollister had a huge game against them. He's the only one who had mm-hmm. more than five targets against them. And they faced, but, you know, it is what it is in terms of the points to tight ends. It's kind of yep. fluky. Uh, all right, Carson Wentz. I'm just be quick here. You have him as a sit. Heath has him sixth. You have him 19th, and so does Dave, or right around there anyway. It, it's it's not a bad matchup, and it would be nice if he does have Jeffrey back and a healthy Aguilar, because that would you know make his receiving core as healthy as it's been um, since Deshaun Jackson's been in and out of the lineup. But I, I just those guys aren't going to be 100, percent and Wentz just has not been a good fantasy quarterback of late. I hope he plays well in this game or, or well enough that you can trust him for the rest of the way because the schedule gets really favorable for him after this week. Um, so I, I, I'd like to be wrong on this one for those of you that are relying on Carson Wentz, but I just think he's going to probably struggle against Seattle just given the way he's played. The, the Seahawks, 7 of 10 quarterbacks have scored 19 to 24 fantasy points against the Seahawks. That's not bad, but almost all of them have either had a rushing touchdown. Oh, the good ones have either had a rushing touchdown or a ton of passes, and that's probably not going to happen for Carson Wentz. Uh, that's just not what he does. They run the ball, and he doesn't really run it himself. So uh, we talked about the Eagles running backs. Jordan Howard be an okay start if he plays. Uh, Miles Sanders, though, give me your thoughts on him. If Howard's out, I think he's in that uh, you know twenty to twenty-five range, uh, better in PPR than non-PPR. I, I think if you tell me again he's getting thirteen, fifteen touches, then I'd be okay with him. Um, not as confident as I was last week, and clearly that was a letdown. But I think he'll be involved in the passing game enough uh, with or without Howard and. Um, the question is the wild card of, of what J.H.I. will do if Howard's not there. So I, I still think Sanders is probably better off as a flex if you just want to look at it that way. All right, so Sanders, if Howard's out, would you play Sanders or Scarborough? I would play Scarborough in non-PPR, Sanders in PPR. Would you play Tariq Cohen or Sanders if Howard's out? Uh, same thing. I'd play Sanders, non-PPR, Cohen, PPR. Okay, so same thing but actually kind of different because in this case you're going with Sanders in the non-PPR scenario, right? Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. So it's like in non PPR, it's like Scarborough, Sanders, Tariq Cohen. In PPR, it's Cohen, Sanders, Scarborough. Right? Yes. Hey. Yes. Now we're getting it. Didn't even have to do a rankings dispute. Um, okay. If Sanders, eh, forget it. Forget it. We'll move on from him. Philadelphia wide receivers. Alshon Jeffries had 52 or fewer yards in five of seven games. Uh, he does need touchdowns and he gets them sometimes. Start or sit, Alshon. I'd probably lean towards sit because he'd be outside my top 24, but it'd be nice to get him back. Um, like just to, I guess, look at it. I'd probably start him over Brandon Cooks. I'd probably start him behind Robert Woods. Um, behind, so you'd go Woods, Jeffrey Cooks? Yeah. Okay. Let me give you a stat here. No wide receiver with fewer than seven targets against the Seahawks has had more than 55 yards or a touchdown. So you kind of need your targets. It's not like he could get seven, but he's not a high volume receiver, Alshon Jeffrey. 
No, but it's funny because we've been sitting here for the last few days talking about Nelson Aguilar being a high target guy when Jeffrey's not on the field. He's had 17 targets the last two games. And so it's going to be, I think, dependent on how well the Seahawks, I'm sorry, the Eagles run the ball against the Seahawks. And and then you have to factor in, look, they've been running so many two tight end sets, which is why Goddard and and Ertz have been doing what they're doing. So that's probably something that will continue, I would think, even with Jeffrey back on the field. All right, you're starting Zach Ertz. He's the man lately. And Goddard. Um, are there any like t- tight ends you would typically start that you're going to bench for D- uh, Dallas Goddard who you have in your top seven? Uh, not, I mean, you know, no. if you throw in Jimmy streamers. Graham, I guess, you know, that's probably the closest one that you would consider a startable guy, but you've got Greg Olson and Goddard back to back, but it's, it's just like, it's all streamers this week. It's four tight it's ends a weird and week. streamers. Yeah. You got, you got three guys at the top three. now, now four, I guess with, uh, with Kittle coming back, you know, with Ertz, Waller, and Andrews, and then Kittle, and then after that, it's just, uh, you know, you want to say Jared Cook has, has put himself back in that conversation, fine, but after that, it's just, uh, okay. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Jamie, I'm not sure what you're doing at noon today. Actually, I am sure what you're doing at noon today. You're doing fantasy football today on HQ, but I'd love to, I'm going to be there with you. There's only one other place I'd rather be, and that's in, I think, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, where the Miami Hurricanes and the Florida Gators are facing off today. You probably didn't even know that, but they're playing in I basketball did. today. You did? Mm-hmm. All right, good for you. Well, anyway, Gators probably going to win. It's going to be annoying. But if you want to go to that game or better games, games that are more relevant to you, games that are not going to have already taken place by the time you hear this podcast, use the SeatGeek, SeatGeek app. Excuse me. You know it. SeatGeek. Download the app. Use the promo code FFT for 10 bucks off your first purchase. They bring in millions of tickets from around the web. They sort them. They rank them based on value. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. It's a great, great way to get tickets. The customer satisfaction is unbelievable. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. And I use SeatGeek all the time. So if you want sports, comedy, concerts, theater, any event you need to go to, you need to get on the SeatGeek app and just find those better better prices uh, because they got that competition. They bring in those tickets from all over the web. The promo code is FFT. FFT for 10 bucks off your first purchase. 10 bucks off. Download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code FFT. All right, the second game that I'm super excited to talk about today. was very excited about Philadelphia, Seattle. Big game. A lot of big games this week. Green Bay at San Francisco. So here's what's interesting about this. Wide receivers against Green Bay are much better in non-PPR, or let's say better in non-PPR than, than full PPR. Green Bay they give up a lot of big plays. They allow the second fewest receptions to wide receivers, but the most yards per catch. And they have they have given up the second most 40-plus yard pass plays in the NFL. And it's an interesting matchup because the, the Niners aren't that type of team. They have the third fewest 40-yard pass plays in the NFL. So we'll see what happens. But you see a lot of teams, a lot of like teams that have multiple wide receivers with good non-PPR games, but not with good PPR games against the Packers because they just don't give up a lot of receptions. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But Well, teams run on them. Uh, yeah, teams do. Yeah, they have a bad run defense. No question. But where do you want to start with this game? Niners or Packers? You tell me, Jamie. Start with the road team. Okay, let's start with the road team. That would be the Packers. Sunday night going in there. Aaron Rodgers is a sit for you. The 49ers are good against quarterbacks. They allow the seventh fewest. Unless you're Kyler Murray, they're good against quarterbacks. So tell me why you're sitting Rodgers. You have him 16th, I believe. 
Yeah, I mean, his last two games have not been good fantasy-wise. Um, I think the pass rush for the 49ers, even without D. Ford in there, is going to be a problem for him. We've seen that, that when he's been under pressure, he hasn't put up big games. I think you look at the way that these two teams have uh, operated defensively, they sort of mirror each other a little bit in that they've struggled against the run when teams have tried to run on them. And so the Packers are not afraid to lean on their running backs, whether it's out of the backfield catching the ball or certainly carrying the ball. And I think that's kind of going to be how this game goes. It's going to be a lot of Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and, you know, Rodgers will take his his shots when he has to. But the only guy that I fully trust in the passing game, aside from the running backs, is Devontae Adams. And so I think it's going to be a game where Rodgers is 18 points, 19 points, you know, maybe 21, 22, uh, low-end starter. So I don't think you have to completely run away from him. But I think guys like Jeff Driscoll and Sam Darnold have just a, a, a better ceiling based on their matchups. So I, I just don't love the setup for uh, for Rodgers in this game. Last time he went to the West Coast, he got beat up by the Chargers in their past rush. Oh. So um, I also looked, his last five games coming off of a bye, he's only got one game over 20 fantasy points. Now, you know, I, I didn't go back and study how good those defenses were, but... Were they better than the Niners? Be- I mean, probably not. You probably know? not to the same level, you know, I'm sure there was probably one or two in there, but, uh, you know, just looking at his numbers, he just does not put up huge games coming off of a buy. So statistically in trends, you know, maybe that's something to consider. I, I still think the Packers win the game, but, uh, I think it's going to be because of their defense and because of their ground attack. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Jones is going to be a must start, even though he hasn't had a lot of touches. I mean, this is a game for him. Certainly Rogers has in his good games, the four good games he's had have been against teams that rank 17th or worse against quarterbacks. The six bad games he's had, um, all are top 14. Five of them are top 10. So, you know, it's been a matchup thing for Rodgers. I, I think it's probably a little more complicated than that. I like the fact that he has the fourth most pass attempts in the red zone. I like the fact that he has the fourth most pass attempts inside the 10-yard line. I think he's been a little unlucky. You know, like he was going to have a big game against Detroit, and then one of his receivers, I can't remember his name, Ball bounced right off his chest, became an interception in the end zone. He was going to have an even better game against the Eagles. He threw that interception right near the goal line at the end of the game. Uh, I want to believe in Rodgers. He makes it. He's making it pretty hard. And yeah, they you you know it's easier to run than pass on the on the Niners. So you're going to start Adams. You're going to start Aaron Jones. We've talked about Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard and Bo Scarborough. Where does jo- Jamal Williams with those guys? Uh, he's ahead of Scarborough and PPR. He's behind Sanders in both, uh, and that's contingent clearly on Jordan Howard. So he'd be ahead of Sanders if if Howard plays. Um, he's he's a flex, you know, and I think we've seen what he is. Uh, I think it's three straight games prior to their last game, three, three of his last four, he scored a receiving touchdown. So, you know, you're kind of getting some fluky scenarios of him being a good fantasy asset, but, you know, his playing time has been almost the same as, as Aaron Jones uh, of late, and so... You know, he could be the one at the end, uh, end of a drive scoring a touchdown. So it's just a matter of what your fantasy team looks like. But I think he'll be uh, he'll be good enough to uh, to use as a flex this week. Yeah, but at the same time, like Jamal Williams has to terrify you a little bit because two two games ago, he had two carries. So you know, that's what I'm saying. It's right. it's 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 and somewhat fluky. And, and thirteen, you know, so he and better me. better in PPR than than non PPR. Right, but then again, he had no catches last week. Uh, we we know that the Green Bay running backs are are unlikely to catch the ball as much with Devontae Adams on the field, and the Niners they give up the second fewest receiving yards to running backs. Uh, okay, go into the Niners now, and Jimmy Graham is a sit, right? Yep. Okay, go into the Niners. 
So Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's really tough to evaluate. <laughs> you just haven't had a lot of games with him having Sanders and Kittle and Debo Samuel playing well. He's had three big games this year. They've been against the Bengals and the Cardinals twice. So what do you think? I mean, what, what do you think about You like him better than Rodgers? I would like him better than Rodgers if he gets everybody healthy. If he doesn't have everybody healthy, I'll take Rodgers over him. But, uh, you know, same thing. Low-end starter. Uh, I'd start Driscoll and, and Darnold ahead of him. Um, this Packers team has been really good against quarterbacks. You know, and so you look at it, the pass rush will be a problem for him. Uh, I don't think Joe Staley's going to play, so still dealing with the replacement left tackle. And you can run on the Packers. You know, I, I can't see Kyle Shanahan looking at this defense and saying, okay, let's just scrap what we typically do and all of a sudden drop back and throw it 35 times and try and get a shootout with Aaron Rodgers. You know, that just doesn't make a ton of sense. So yeah. I would anticipate a lot of work for Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, and Jeff Wilson all working in. It makes it frustrating because there's not one guy that you could say is is fantastic. I'd still lean toward Coleman. But uh, in terms of Garoppolo, I think he's going to be better if everybody's healthy, but still not a guaranteed must play. If everyone's healthy, are you going with Sam Darnold, Derek Carr, Jeff Driscoll over Garoppolo. Yeah, I just you, said that. You did say that? Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. And you sure you're going to do that? You sure you want to put those yep. guys over him? Yep. Maybe I just didn't didn't believe it. I All will right. say this, though. Like right now, right now I have Garoppolo as a sit and start sit. If he gets those guys back, he's going to be removed from the column because they'll be in a much better situation. All right, let me ask so last question he, about he, Garoppolo. He's in, he's in that. He'd be like probably... Uh, uh, 13, 14 for me where I have him ranked. Okay. If Kittle, Sanders, and Samuel all play, are you going to rank him ahead of Carr, Darnold? And, no, I'm just kidding. All right. We're going to take a break here. Switch maybe over Darnold. Maybe, our, maybe Darnold. Okay. Switch over to our audio studio. When we come back, we'll finish up on this game. We'll talk about Tevin Coleman. We'll talk about the wide receivers. And then we'll got four more games for you after that. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, Jamie, how do you feel about Tevin Coleman this week? I think Tevin Coleman's got an opportunity to play well. Um, I'm hopeful that this is uh, a better game than we've seen the last couple weeks. Maybe just the Cardinals have the 49ers number in terms of their run defense, but the Packers, they've struggled against the run all season, so I think you should be starting Tevin Coleman. Okay, you're going to start Tevin Coleman or Aaron Jones? Uh, I'm going to go Aaron Jones. Uh, I think Jones is going to have a a monster game, but Coleman should be a good number two running back. Cool. All right. So uh, we talked about the receivers, and you're ranking Sanders ahead of Debo if they both play? I am ranking Sanders ahead of Debo if they both play, yes. And if everyone plays, Debo Samuel becomes like a number three wide receiver in between Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, if Woods plays, that is. And uh, if Sanders doesn't play, or Kittle, well, Kittle expects to play. If Sanders doesn't play, Debo Samuel, would he be like ahead of DK Metcalf or, or not quite? No, he'd be uh, like 25, 26, kind of where I have him right right now. Start George Kittle. And the San Francisco DST, I think you got to avoid him, right? 
well, I would I, try I to say that. You know, yeah. um, like I like the Lions better, the Falcons better, the uh, uh, Browns better. You know, all okay. three that were available on waivers. Yeah, you might want to like. I think they have the Saints next week. It's not a. It's not crazy if you drop them. They've got some tough matchups coming up. I'm gonna have to make Agreed. that decision myself. Uh, Detroit at Washington. Your stat of the game. The Lions allow the most rushing touchdowns and the most receiving touchdowns to running backs. It is pretty amazing. So I know how you feel about Bo Scarborough. We talked about him, but how do you feel about Darius Geis? I'm kind of getting excited about him. You know, I, I think this is a week that they can give him a, a bigger workload. And you said the Lions have been bad against running backs. They allow the most fancy points to the position. 17 touchdowns on the season. He scored last week through the air. So I think he's a number two running back. Um Probably better to treat him as a flex, but I think this is going to be his uh, his breakout game in the NFL. Got a chance, especially with Peterson banged up. We expect Peterson to play, but that doesn't mean he'll get the full workload. Um, would you start Geis over, let's say, Jamal Williams or like Royce Freeman, these number two running backs? Uh, I would, yes. Okay. Excellent. We'll stick with the Redskins. Starter sit, Terry McLaurin. Uh, the only Redskin that I like this week is Darius Geis. Okay, we're done with the Redskins. Let's go over to the Lions. I think McLaurin's a number three receiver. Hopefully, he takes advantage of the matchup. If but he's the, probably going to get Darius slow. If all the wide receivers, and if Samuel, Sanders, and Kittle play, are you going Debo, Samuel, or Terry McLaurin? Samuel. Jeff Driscoll. He's 12th for you, 17th for Dave, 11th for Heath. We already talked about it. He's got a really nice opportunity here. Um, against the Redskins, as long as they... Yeah, no, he's got a good opportunity. He's been running the ball. So you're starting him over Aaron Rodgers, as we know. And Bo Scarborough, you do like him better than Geis, right? Uh, I do in non-PPR leagues, yes. In PPR, I'd go with Geis. Really? Because Geis had one catch last week, and Chris Thompson might play. I still think there's a better chance of him catching the ball than Bo Scarborough. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. J.D. McKissick, by the way, four straight games with three or more catches. So he's a desperation PPR guy sit Ty Johnson do you have faith I'd see by the rankings that you do have faith in the Lions wide receivers the last two teams they've faced were second and third against wide receivers very tough matchups Dallas and Chicago this week it's easier against the Redskins you're going to start Galladay and, and Jones they really haven't I mean it's been a little discouraging especially for Galladay with Driscoll yeah I, I think you you know Galladay got the garbage time touchdown two games ago but I'll buy back into him. He's had a great season. And I know Driscoll spread the ball around, but I still think you're going to start Galladay and you should start him. Um, and I, I think that Jones at this point, Jones has been a better fantasy receiver. You know, I mean, it's it's clearly the touchdowns, but he's been good. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I'll compare it to, and, and this was the start of your friendship strategy, when Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree were on the same team and, and both were, you know, not slam dunks week in, week out. Cooper was better than Crabtree, but Crabtree was the one scoring touchdowns. You just sort of start the two of them and, you know, hope for the best. Would you start Marvin Jones or a running back in this game? I would start Marvin Jones. Okay, even a non-PPR? Yep. All right. I'm pretty hopeful for, for Scarborough. Like, I feel like if he gets 15 carries, he's going to be pretty good. But we just don't know that it's going to happen. You have to, you know, you have to keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, no TJ Hawkinson in this game. And that's pretty much it in the Lions DST would you st- you're starting the Lions over the Niners. Would you start them over the Patriots? Mm, yes. Ah, all right. Let's go Lions. The then. Redskins have not scored more than 17 points since week two. Yeah, and they uh, give up a ton of sacks. 17 sacks allowed by the Redskins in their last four games. Jeez, that's a lot of sacks. Tampa Bay is at Atlanta. 
Here's your stat of the game. 11 wide receivers have had 82 or more yards against the Bucs. 16 have had 70 or more yards. That's quite a floor. That's pathetic. So, obviously, Julio's a go. Where is Calvin Ridley for you? Top 10 receiver. Woo! You start him over Kenny Galladay? Yep. Top 10. All right. So, Matt Ryan's your start of the week. He's a top three quarterback, I think, for everyone. We don't need to get into the numbers. The Bucks are terrible. So it's been it's been a rough go for him. It's been three straight games where he's been 18 or fewer fantasy points. One, he got hurt, but he still threw 27 passes. But last week, Russell Gage dropped that touchdown and uh, kind of jobbed him out of six points. So get Matt Ryan back in your lineup. Start him over just about everyone. Uh, Brian Hill, you said flex earlier. Yep. I think it's just a tough matchup in terms of what the fantasy points allowed are. Would not be surprised if they start to use Kaji Allison maybe a little bit more. And then, you know, he didn't really work in the passing game. So I, I was discouraged by that last week. But you do like him better, as I recall, than Ronald Jones, right? Just barely. Back to back in your yep. rankings. Okay. So those guys are outside the top 24. We don't love the running backs. We love the, we love the wide receivers. Those two wide receivers on each team are absolute must-starts this week. Uh, Matt Ryan's the start of the week. Jameis Winston, we said, we laid it out. He's got an opportunity with his passing volume, with his history against the Falcons, with what they had been for their first eight games. It looks great for Jameis. Buddy throws a bunch of picks, and the Falcons' defense has been really good since they're by. So where is he compared to the Carr, Darnold, Driscoll group? Uh, I go Carr, Winston, Driscoll, Darnold. Okay. And you have, I like this 9-10-11 of Prescott, Jameis, Brady right there. Is it fair to say Winston has the most upside of these quarterbacks? Um, because if if Matt Ryan's your start of the week, that means he's going to need to throw. Carr is facing a team that's just been miserable against quarterbacks of late. Driscoll's facing a team that just gave up 33 fantasy points to Darnold. (laughs) Darnold's facing a team that's you know allowed nearly 25 points per game for the season. So they're all kind of the same. Is there a tight end you like in this game? I get. uh, What was the guy? Something Graham on the Falcons last week. His name is kind of like Jimmy Graham. But no, we don't like the Falcons. Jaden Graham? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Jaden. All right, so sit the tight ends in this game. Falcons DST is a go this week, right? A start? I mean, you're basically, there's two things with the Falcons defense. They played much better of late, and then James. We'll see if it's real. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical about the Raiders defense for sure. I'm also skeptical about the Falcons. It's two years in a row of them being horrible with all these injuries. It's not just this year. So I I think they probably are not good. I don't... You have their DST ninth. Heath has them 17th. Dave has them ninth. I uh, try to get the Lions. <laughs> Say that. Carolina at New Orleans. Interesting game here. Curtis Samuel. He has six to eight targets in all but three games. There have been nine wide receivers with six to eight targets against the Saints, and only Chris Godwin has done well. And he had 47 yards and a touchdown. Now, not expecting Marshawn Lattimore, but it not, has not been a good matchup for wide receivers. So I know you said start DJ Moore, but you said sit Curtis Samuel, right? I would try and sit Samuel if you can, but he's uh, in that you know kind of boomer bust number three wide receiver range. Well, why do you like DJ Moore so much? I mean, he's got 95 receiving yards or more in three straight games. You know, so... I'd find it hard to get away from somebody like that. Targets have been up for him. You know, it's just the touchdowns that are missing. And 
you know, hopefully at some point we find him in the end zone a couple times. Uh, Heath's bold prediction last week on our FFT show on Sunday was that he was going to go for a buck 50 and two. And so it's it's coming. You know, at some point we're going to get that big game from DJ Moore, and it could happen this week with Marcus Lattimore still not expected to play. McCaffrey and Kamara are must-starts. Kamara doing a little bit better. I think he's scoring this week. He's going to get in that end zone. Uh, Latavius Murray, Jamie. Look, he had 10 carries last week, and that's that's not a bad number against the Saints, against the Panthers, rather. It gives you an opportunity. So, you know, in the in the number two to flex running back range of Jamal Williams and Royce Freeman and all, the guy, all those guys, where's Latavius Murray? He's right there with them. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of his numbers have been so bad. His touches have been so bad with Malvin Kamara on the field. And so you're, you're counting on him to find the end zone. But I think he's going to get in the neighborhood of uh, 10 to 15 total touches once again. Uh, I think the Saints are playing with the lead late in the game, so maybe they give him some extra work. But I think this game is all about Alvin Kamara. So it's really more of a desperation play to play Latavius Murray at this point. Okay. Um, so would you start like Brandon Cooks or Latavius Murray? Yeah, I think I'd still probably go with Brandon Cooks just with the chance of the big play, but uh, I would not be surprised if Latavius Murray scores the you know as well just because the Panthers are so bad against the run. All right, cool. Um, I think that's it. Greg Olson. Oh, Greg Olson and Jared Cook. I'm sorry. I completely neglected the tight ends. Obviously, you're starting Michael Thomas. Before the tight ends, any interest in Ted Ginn? Not really. I mean, you know, he scored last week, but uh, I just think it's going to be tough for him. You know, the one thing you get is you get the revenge game. But he's played them so many times since he's left there. It's not clear if the Saints are good against tight ends because the two good ones they faced, Disley and Hooper, both scored. Cameron Bray just had 10 catches on 14 targets for 73 yards. Uh, Greg Olson's been on a nice little run here. He had 98 yards last week, or was that two weeks ago? But um, what do you think? Starter sit Greg Olson and, and Jared Cook, I think, is top five, right? I mean, you just got to keep rolling with him. Cook has become a must-play. You know, you, you go back now, it's... Uh... Four good games in a row for him. He had the two games where he scored with Teddy Bridgewater. Then he missed a couple of games. Then they had their bye week. He comes back off their bye with Drew Brees. I'm sorry, he had the one game with Brees where he had six for 74. Then they go out their bye week, come off their bye week, he scores a touchdown again. So I think he's just becoming consistent enough with his targets and his production that you're starting him. Olsen, I think, is also worth starting, but it's not as much of a guarantee. Um, he's taking advantage of some good matchups of late, but it's still you're trusting Kyle Allen to get multiple targets involved and play well, and I just don't know how much you want to trust that in New Orleans. So would you? So the streamers, like which streamers are you starting over Greg Olson? I would start Ryan Griffin over him for sure. Uh, maybe Dallas Goddard as well. After that, it's probably about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, with Cook, this is a much tougher matchup. Although, yeah, I, again, I don't know how good Carolina is. They just haven't faced that many good tight ends. So, all right, just start him up. I was saying from a DFS standpoint, I'm probably avoiding him. Uh, Saints DST is top five. And finally, the Bears are hosting the Giants. Your stat of the game. Uh, well, we gave it already. Running back has scored 14 or more fantasy points in non-PPR in five of seven games that Akeem Hicks either didn't play or got hurt in you know fairly early. So Barkley, he's a start. Let's bounce back. He's also been very involved in the passing game. Uh, talk to me about the Giants wide receivers, both with and without Sterling Shepard. If Shepard plays, and I think both Tate and Shepard are number three receivers, better in PPR than non-PPR. If Shepard is out, Golden Tate's a low-end number two guy, worth starting, certainly in PPR more so than non-PPR. Okay, and how would you go... Uh, how would, just to... Sorry, to bring it up again. Um, well, Evan Ingram, we're not expecting to play. If he does play, would you start Evan Ingram? 
Uh, I would start Ingram if he plays, but I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, he's and Red Ellison isn't going to play either. So that's killing Daniel Jones, am I right? Okay, let's go to the Bears. No interest in Trubisky even in this matchup? I don't think so. Two quarterbacks, super flex. Maybe you want to take a shot at DFS. Hopefully this is a game that gets confidence back going because I can see that happening, but um, it's just so risky. And, and look, if he is hurt, there's a chance of re-injury. If he stinks early, will they pull him for Chase Daniel? There's just a lot of play here with him. So you like... I th- you like Tariq Cohen better than uh, Montgomery in PPR, right? Uh, yeah, I like Tariq Cohen um, better in PPR than non-PPR, but Montgomery better in both. Oh, you like Montgomery better in both. Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, you look at the Giants, just teams run all over them. We're talking 20 carries or more. Dalvin Cook, Mich- uh, Sony Michelle, Chase Edmonds, not a Detroit running back, Ezekiel Elliott, Le'Veon Bell had 18. So it's five of the last six games a running back has 18 or more carries against the Giants. And, like, they're just not good. So, if Montgomery gets 18 carries, it could be a sneaky play this week. Uh, would you start David Montgomery or Philip Lindsay? I love Philip Lindsay this week, so Lindsay by far. Would you start David Montgomery or Kareem Hunt? That's, a, that's an interesting one. I would start David Montgomery in non-PPR and Hunt in PPR. How about Tariq Cohen or Kareem Hunt? Uh, Kareem Hunt. Okay, and like we said, I mean, the Giants have been good against pass-catching running backs. I'm not sure we buy it. Like, James White had nine catches. Dalvin Cook had six for 86. Chris Thompson had four for 56. It's surprisingly good. This could be the first week the Giants give up a touchdown in the air to a running back. We shall see. Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay? I'd go Galladay in non-PPR, Robinson in PPR. Okay, so you really like Allen Robinson. I do. I think it's going to be a bounce-back game for him. You know, escaping Jalen Ramsey is going to be big for him. Yeah, that that is pretty nice. And finally, um, you know, you got Taylor Gabriel, you got Anthony Miller. I like Hunter Renfro. I like Russell, Russell Gage as streamers this week. Uh, how do you like the Bears guys compared to them? I like Gabriel ahead of them, but I think they're all in that conversation. Um, but Gabriel, you know, nine or more PPR points in four straight games. You know, you could say that last week was a byproduct of all the targets that he got was because of they were shying away from uh, of throwing at Ramsey. But, you know, I, I think if you just look at it, there, there could be a nice floor here of nine PPR points with a ceiling of about 12 to 15. So he's a he's a good number three receiver to, to trust this week. Cool. All right, Jamie, I think we're done here. Bears DST, we like. They are uh, top four. So I think the Bears are going to win. How about that? It's going to be a crappy game. There are a lot of good games this week. Don't watch the Giants and the Bears. It's not, it's not on CBS. Uh, for Jamie, I'm Adam. Thanks for listening. Mailbag coming up. And uh, wait, we'll recap it all on Sunday night. And Jamie and I are on the radio Saturday night. So we'll talk to you then. See ya. See ya.